welcome to Becoming Better Podcast. This is your host, Hope Moquin, and I am so excited that you're here. This is our first ever real episode. I know we had the trailer, but this is the real deal. This is the episode, and so I'm so thankful, and I'm so glad that each and every one of you are here, and that you're listening, and that you're tuning in. I thought a lot about what I wanted the first episode to be, because there's many things that you can hit off a podcast with. And I was thinking about all of the different topics. And of course, having your foundation set is obviously important. You can talk about boundaries and dating and relationships. You can talk about transition. You can talk about heartbreak. There are so many different areas and things that you can hit on. But I was thinking and I didn't want to do something that was expected that I would talk on. And so I wanted to hit it off with something that I think is looked over that I think a lot of people do talk on, but... I don't know if enough people hit on the significance of it. And so I know you saw the title of this episode, but it is, you may need some new friends if dot, 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 dot. And we are going to dive into all of those ifs right now. Proverbs 17, 17, a true friend shows love no matter what. Proverbs 27, 9, a true friend gives heartfelt advice, bringing joy to the heart. Proverbs 27, 5 through 6. A true friend rebukes when necessary, but correction is done in love. Proverbs 27, 17. A true friend influences, enlivens, and sharpens. Proverbs 16, 28. A true friend avoids gossip. Proverbs 17, 9. A true friend forgives and does not hold grudges. Proverbs 18, 24. A true friend is loyal. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. A true friend helps in times of need. The Bible is actually very clear and gives us warning about the wrong type of friends. We're not to be friends with hot-tempered people. Proverbs 22, 24. Proverbs 1, 10. They all warn us against those who entice us to do wrong things. Who do you have in your life who is going to tell you the hard truth even when you don't want to hear it? There is a big difference between somebody being there for you and somebody who is always going to tell you exactly what you want to hear in every moment. Are you wise enough to know the difference? Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Let me ask you something. When is the last time your friend told you that you were wrong? When is the last time your friend pulled you to the side and asked you, what the heck are you doing? Or why did you think that was okay? When is the last time your friend sat you down and said, hey, this is a problem and let's work through it. If your friends never check you, you need new friends. And hear me on this, if you cut off a friend because they checked you, I hate to break it to you, but you may very well be the problem. I don't know who needs to hear it, but you are not that great to never be wrong. And you need the people closest to you in those moments to love you with grace and with truth. They both go hand in hand. I feel like I touch on friends a lot because they really are so important. There is that old saying that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And growing up, my dad used to tell me that all the time. Whenever he wouldn't like one of the girls that I was hanging out with, he would sit me down and he would always be like, Hope, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I'd be like, Dad, stop. Like, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Leave me alone. But as much as I hate to admit it, every friend that he didn't like when I was growing up ended up stabbing me in the back. He saw something that I didn't see, and I can humble myself now to admit that, okay, maybe our parents are right some of the times, but who you surround yourself actually matters. That goes with friendships, that goes with dating and relationships, whoever you choose as a partner, whoever you choose as a boyfriend and a girlfriend, that matters because your friends 
and your significant others, what they do, they represent who you are. Whether you want them to or not, you are choosing to bring them into your life. You are choosing to put yourself around that person. You're not becoming one with that person because obviously it's not a marriage, but you are in close proximity with that person. You guys are spending time with each other. Your names are attached to each other. And I will never forget, if you don't know me and my story, a big part of my life, I was the associate director at a ministry college for quite a few years, loved it, had the best time. But being in that position, I was able to see a lot of behind the scene things, the kind of conversations that happened that you wouldn't see just like walking in through the door. And when it came to opportunities and when it came to hiring processes, there was a deep evaluation that was done on people, on who they were, on who they surrounded themselves with. And there was this one time that there was this amazing opportunity that this girl who was a student at the time, she fit all of the things that they were looking for. She had everything checked off. However, the person that she was dating was somebody that just did not have good character, that had a track record of just very shady things, was overall someone that just couldn't be trusted. And because that was someone that this girl chose to bind herself with, because it was someone that this girl chose to continue to be in a relationship with and attach herself to and have her name attached to that person, she was not selected for this opportunity. And I'll never forget when I was in that meeting, it just hit me of like, wow, who you surround yourself with and who you choose as a partner really does matter because it is a straight reflection of who you are, what you will allow in your life, what kind of character you allow, and it will very well keep you from some amazing things in your life if you choose to keep people around you who you know are not the best for you. And I know that's with dating and that's with the relationships and this episode solely on friendships, but you know, I believe to be in a healthy relationship, you have to be friends with somebody first. And so you know what? Your friends really do matter because you could end up dating one of your friends and you want to make sure that they are a good person. Okay. Okay, moving on. This idea and concept of having good friends around you, it's always been important to me. Well, I say always. It wasn't really important to me until I got my life together and I wanted to move forward and not go backwards. But ever since then, it's been something that I have been aware of and that I've been very cautious with. However, I have looked at it in such a different lens now that I'm married. Next month, I will be married for one year, which is crazy to believe that it has been that long. And so I don't feel like I'm necessarily qualified to give marriage advice. That's something I'm extremely particular on. I do not like when people have been married for a few weeks or even a few months and they feel like they have books and books and books of advice to give to somebody about marriage. I just, that ain't it chief. I I don't like it. I don't think that's, that's good. Like marriage is difficult. It's a whole different ball game. And I think that we should be wise in that and slow to speak and really learn and figure out our own stuff in marriage before we get to a place where we're sharing about it to potentially help other people in it. Coming up on a year of being married, I will say the number one thing that I have really been thankful for and that I've noticed and that I would share with anybody who is in a dating relationship who's moving towards marriage or if that's something that you want. What friends you have in your life significantly matters because I feel like people have different inputs and takes on marriage. Some people say that your first year, if you marry the right person, you know, it's easy and it shouldn't be hard and it shouldn't be difficult. And then other people say that the first and the second year of marriage are the hardest. And definitely for me, just being so straight up and honest, the first year of marriage was quite literally one of the hardest years of my life. 
huh, I did not know what I was getting myself in for. Do I regret it? No, I don't regret it. But it was just the joining of two people coming together as one who have very different backgrounds. That was a whole thing in and of itself. And so with that being said, there were definitely arguments. There were definitely very heated fights. And in those moments when we just needed to take a step back and have space with each other, what do we do? We go to our friends and we call our friends and and we don't spill all of our tea with them, but we go to them for guidance and for support and for love. And what I saw in that time period when Mark and I were in a broken spot when we went to our friends, to be honest, some people rub me the wrong way. I'm just gonna be honest and say it. You need friends who will not entertain your emotions. I'm gonna say that again. You need friends who will not entertain your emotions but who will point you back to your purpose. For example, when we were having a disagreement, we didn't need a friend to say, oh, like that's not cool. You need to get a divorce. You don't deserve that. You deserve better. You need to go this way. You don't need friends like that. In marriage, you made a covenant. You made a promise. And so when you go to your friends, it's not for them to entertain your emotions of anger and frustration and bitterness and sadness in that moment. It is the responsibility to say, hey, I know you're feeling like this in this moment, but let me remind you why you got married. Let me remind you that there is purpose in the pain. Let me remind you that there is breaking now, but there's going to be a promise and a victory later. Let me remind you that what you're feeling right now is not factual and you're going to get through it. You do not need friends who entertain your emotions of frustration and egg it on and make it worse. You need friends who are going to offer peace and comfort and support and ultimately who are going to offer God's truth about the situation, not entertaining your human emotions. I'm like getting hot because I'm so passionate about that because I didn't hear a lot about that before I got married about having the right friends. It was very much, you know, make time for each other make sure you do this and just very like focused on the two coming together as one, but no one really talked about how the outside of your marriage is really important, the friends that you choose to have. I know that I've talked a lot about on the side of, hey, you might need new friends if dot, 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 dot. However, um, you might be the problem and you might need to get your act together to be a better friend to those who are in your circle. When is the last time you texted or called your friend and asked them how they were doing and really meant it? When is the last time you asked your friend how they were doing and they said, good, And you didn't just stop it there, but you said, unpack that for me. When is the last time that you checked one of your friends? When is the last time that you called one of your friends higher? When is the last time that you asked one of your friends, hey, what do you need prayer for today? And instead of just saying, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you, but you picked up the phone or sent a voice memo of praying for them in that moment. These episodes are going to be full of different stories from different seasons and events in my life where Almost all of them probably are putting myself on blast, but hey, it's okay. That's what we're here for. I'm here to be honest and share my failures and my embarrassing stories. So hopefully you don't make the same thing. After I dropped out of high school and this ministry program took me in, I was 16. This ministry school, they took me in, changed my life, saved my life. I was in a process of getting my life together. And during my second year there, it was either my first or second year, there were these two girls that I was best friends with. We were like the, what was it called? I was about to say duo. We were the trio. We did everything together. We goofed off. We prayed. We worshiped. We went on these events together. We were just inseparable. We all came from really 
messy party crazy past and so the three of us just connected with that and we were wilding out all the time we were just crazy and one of them i'm still best friends with today her name is carolyn and so carolyn if you're listening hey girl we oh i have so many stories that i could share with me and carolyn that will fit into many topics that we are gonna hit but we were the trio okay and one day i walked into school and i was pulled into a meeting with leadership and it was me and my best friend, Carolyn. We were sitting there, we were meeting with this, with our leadership. They went on to tell us that our other friend, who I'm not gonna name, she went forth and had a meeting with them. And essentially the point of the conversation was for them to tell us that they didn't want us hanging around her anymore because she was trying to grow and she was trying to move her life in a more positive direction. And essentially, Carolyn and I were just her fun friends. And I remember leaving that meeting, one, I was so offended because I was like, I just got broken up with from a friendship because I was just a fun friend. Like, I, I didn't offer anything other than wild and out, which I mean, I was good at wild and out, don't get me wrong, but I was just the fun friend. And so done, friendship over because that she wanted to move forward in her life and I was hindering her. <gasps> offended is an understatement. As I got older and as I matured, I look back and I'm like, wow, good for her for wanting to move forward in her life and recognize that essentially I was the problem and she wanted to move forward and she wanted to grow. She wanted to be all who God had called her to be. And she was wise enough in that moment to recognize what was holding her back and she did something for it. And I'm telling you right now, if you want to grow in your life, if you want to move forward, if you want a life of peace and positivity, you have got to get away from negative people. You have got to get away from people who drag you down. You have got to get away of just your fun friends. As crappy as that sounds, you got to. And for the one who's listening to this right now and you're thinking, man, I'm scared to call out this friend because I don't know how they'll react. Or I'm scared to say something to that friend when they do this because I don't think that they'll want to be my friend anymore. I'm sorry. I wish that I could tell you that you wouldn't lose friends when you choose to do the right thing. I wish that I could tell you you won't lose friends if you decide to check one of them and call them higher because some people just aren't ready to grow. And that's the reality of it. Some people don't want to grow. Some people don't want to move forward. Some people don't want to sharpen themselves. They want to remain right where they're at. And there's nothing you can do about that. And so there is a chance you may lose friendships when you choose to call them out or when you choose to pull yourself back because you want to move forward. It's definitely not fun and it's not easy when someone that you care about gets upset at you for wanting to have a healthier friendship and wanting to have a healthier lifestyle. I remember one of my closest friends had posted something on Instagram that just really was discrediting towards people who had mental health. And so I reached out and I was just shared my heart of like, hey, I think that this could be taken in a really wrong way. This is my thoughts. Just thought that you should know and never got a response. I was just blocked on everything. And that was that. They didn't want to grow. They didn't want to hear that. And you know, that's going to happen sometimes. But when that happens, you have to know that that's not a good friendship for you anyways. That's not going to be a friendship that calls you higher. That's not going to be a friendship that pulls you to be the best you. And so you really have to trust that God does know what he's doing. When you pray that prayer, God, 
bring the people in my life who need to be here and take away the people who don't, he is going to do it. It may not be in the way that you want it to. It may not be in the way that you expected, but God is God. God is sovereign. God cares about you and he's going to do whatever he has to do to get you on the right path. If that's the prayer that you're praying, because God knows how much friends really matter in your life. I know that this can sound cheesy and a little bit elementary, but for those of you who feel lonely and feel like you don't have any good friends in this season, I got to tell you that the greatest friend that you're going to have is literally Jesus. I know, I know it sounds very elementary, but it is so true. Jesus is more than just Lord in our life. He's more than just provider. He's more than just protector. He's more than just comforter. Jesus wants to be our friend. He wants to be the one that we call on when we need help. He wants to be the one that we call on when we need advice. He wants to be the one that we just call to talk because we want a relationship and we want to further that relationship. You maintain your friendships with other people by talking consistently, by going to them, by pursuing that friendship. Jesus is the same way. You want to grow in your relationship with Christ? Talk to him. Make it consistent. Make it a priority every single day. He wants that. That's what we were made to do. And the more that you make that a priority and the more that you make time for it, I promise you, the more that you're going to see that Jesus is actually the best friend that you could possibly have, who will never do you wrong, who will never lead you astray, but who will always give you peace. My husband, Mark, is a youth pastor, and he's preached this message quite a few times. It's a story of the man who... Oh gosh, I'm about to sound like I'm not even a Christian. It's a story where the man who is paralyzed and he's on the mat and his friends tear off the roof and lower him down in the house after tearing off the roof. I should have looked up which Bible story that is, but it's in the Bible. Go read it. Just Google what I just said. But in that story, after his friends tear off the roof and they lower down the man who is crippled, they lower him down to get in front of Jesus because they couldn't get to Jesus from outside the house. Jesus was in the house. And so they did what they had to do to get him through the roof and get him down in front of Jesus. Jesus heals a man, but you know what he says? Mark always says this, and it's, and it's so good. The Bible, first of all, Mark doesn't say this. The Bible says this. Your Bible says that Jesus said, because of their faith, you are healed. He doesn't say because of your faith, the one who's crippled. He says because of their faith, his friend's faith. The people who tore down the roof to get him in front of Jesus, those friends who did that for him, because of their faith, you are healed. So tell me right now that God doesn't care about who your friends are. Tell me right now that your friends don't play an impact in your life. Tell me right now that the friends in your life don't matter. Tell me right now that the friends in your life will either push you towards your calling or yank you back from it. Your friends matter and you get to choose. And I hope you hear my heart. It's not a bad thing to have fun. It's not a bad thing to laugh with your friends and to crack jokes and just have a good time with each other. Your friendship should consist of that, but that's not all they should consist of. Leaving here today, a few action steps would be to one, ask yourself, who do I need to reach out to that I haven't reached out to? Who do I need to tell that simply I'm thankful for them and that I love them and that I'm glad in their life? Words of affirmation will go a long way, whether or not that's somebody's love language. We just expect that people we love to know that they're loved. You will never regret saying something nice to somebody. You will never regret telling somebody that you love them. And then some self-evaluation questions of, am I a good friend? Would I want to be my friend? And how can I be a better friend? I can't answer those for you. I know that you can answer them on your own. It'll just take you getting quiet, 
getting serious and just having evaluation with yourself because these things matter. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. That's a real thing. Just a few closing thoughts. If you have to question and wonder if somebody's a good friend, they probably aren't a good friend. If you have to convince yourself that so-and-so is actually a good friend, they're probably not a good friend. I don't know whoever decided to tune in, whoever's listening, but I want you to hear that you were called for a life of purpose, that you have great things ahead of you, that you are called to do big things, that you are gifted, you are talented, you are capable, and that you are deserving of friends who see that in you as well. And you're deserving of friends who will call that out in you when you can't feel it in that moment. Friends who will call it out of you when you're having a hard day. You are deserving of friends who will not entertain your emotions, but who will continue to point you towards your purpose. I called this podcast Becoming Better because really that's the goal for every single day and every single season and every single topic is how can I become better in this today? How can I become better now so that my kids can benefit from the work that I put in now? Not that I have kids right now, but I do think about that long term. Becoming Better was actually birthed out of, honestly, a place of hurt where I complained a lot and I wanted to do something. I wanted to become the best version of myself so I didn't do to my kids what my mom did to me, if we're going to be really real and vulnerable. And so how can I work on myself How can I invest in myself? How can I become better today so that I don't project my hurt onto somebody else one day? And I think our friends play a really big factor in that because we cannot do life alone. You're going to have people that you call and you have to make sure that the people in your circle and the people that you're calling are good friends who are going to lead you towards purpose and not pull you back and not entertain your feelings. The friends who you call matter. The people who walk with you matter. And you get to choose who those people are. And you better choose wisely because it will affect you. And so leaving here today, yes, we have those questions that I gave, but really ask yourself to become the best version of myself that I know I want to be, to become the best version of myself that I know I'm called to be. Looking at my life right now, who is in it that is going to lead me that direction? And who is in it that is going to hinder me from moving in that direction? And if this resonated with you at all, go ahead and send it to one of your friends and tell them to check it out. And what I tell everybody is, hey, check it out once. And if you hate it, you never have to come back again. But at least try it once. New episodes are every Tuesday. So I can't wait to see you next week. And if you have any questions or things that you want to hear talked about on the podcast, I'm pretty sure that Spotify has a Q&A that you can answer on there. Or just shoot me an email at podcast at hopemoquin.com and I will see you next week. All right, bye.